Hi everyone, uh, welcome to my channel idea to empire and uh, you have me Parth here as your host today and I have uh, Vitaly uh, who is uh, hailing from Vancouver and then you know just a brief description for Vitaly he's the CEO and co-founder at lie.io uh, he's a tech entrepreneur uh, keynote speaker and growth hacker over 10 years of experience in building products and uh, you know building world famous brands so hi hi vitaly thank you so much for taking our time today welcome to my podcast this is my first podcast after the falls we have begun so you're my first guest there so yeah thank you for taking our time today thanks for uh thanks for having me a great opportunity thank you absolutely so so vitaly you know i mean generally my podcast uh we kind of feature entrepreneurs like your yourself you know who have been in the industry uh, done a lot of work uh, building brands and you know we're always looking for innovations and you know pacing up the technology and you know how the name suggests for the podcast channel who are kind of you know taking things from idea to building an empire so um, you know the our discussion today will be more aligned towards AI because I think that's the thing the buzzing topic in the industry these days so uh, I think uh, maybe, you know, I'll start with a very basic question. Uh, you know, what do you think? I mean, Gen AI is such a big thing these days. You know, everyone wants to talk about Gen AI, but, you know, people do not know where is the starting point. So, you know, as 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 Gen AI enthusiast, you know, uh, what do you think? I mean, which generative AI techniques uh, would you recommend organizations to kind of focus first on? Or maybe how do they get started, you know, considering factors like, ease of implementation, what can be the potential impact? I mean, where do, where do you suggest, you know, organizations to get started from? Great question, you know. So uh, overall, what I can say that uh, generative AI is still early days, you know, and eventually nobody knows how it will come up, you know, come out. And uh, it will can tremendously change our lives and the the way how we do things. And right now we, we see first glimpses of uh, uh, text generation. And mm -hmm. we already can see how ChatGPT can simplify the way we work. And basically, you now have the chatbots that answer your question, any questions. Also, we at LI particularly working on video generation. So uh, uh, I would say, you know, to, to be ahead of a competition, you always need to invest in innovation. If you're a large company, or even if you're a small company, you, you always need to look at the better way of doing things, you know? So if you're a big company, you need to have innovation managers who are looking for the uh, tools that simplify the life of, of people and also simplify the life of your employees. So uh, definitely right now, the way how generative AI uh, evolves, you have new tools, autonomous chatbots, uh, autonomous... Uh, work assistance and also in generate in generative videos areas so there are a lot of innovation uh there that already can um can help you you know like with video creation let's say, uh, say our use case uh our main use case is training videos learning development material so previously to create one minute of video you you need to spend five hours to create it one minute and also it, the cost could be one thousand dollars you need to also studio crew equipment. If you need to localization, you need a localization crew. With Eli, you are able to generate one minute video within 
two minutes and the cost would be two dollars so it's a huge optimization you know and uh if if uh, you want to compete and be successful as a company you, you need to start digging into the innovation in the some innovative trends and adopt these technologies okay so so as a starting point i mean uh is is uh you, what i think you're suggesting is it can be different based on the organization's uh goals or i mean how do you how do you kind of you know expect an organization to kind of think about you know where to start from i mean is it like implementing ai bots chatbots how how, how, how do we, how does someone visualize that where to start from uh i think it's uh, it starts with the analysis of like d- data analysis of the uh the metrics and all, basically all the processes that you have inside of the company mm-hmm. and uh if you see that let's say you need the video creation like in our, our case you start to analyze how can i basically create videos faster and cheaper at larger scale so you start to analyze the market and you now see the new tools that you can use it. It's the same thing with the content creation. You need a lot of text, marketing text. You start to dig in and see that there is a uh, open AI chat GPT, you know, that can help you with that. So it's it's more about how the uh, organization can be more efficient, and mm-hmm. then you start to do that. And uh, it's it's not hard to find these new tools online. There are a bunch of platforms that suggest you suggest you tools. You know, like there is AI for that, something like that. Right, right. Okay, yeah. I think uh, that that helps. But but you know, I mean, um, as I understand, you know, generative AI it can be really you know computationally intensive, right? So uh, I I assume that when you are implementing uh, certain strategies or you know implementing those tools which you are referring to out there. Um, they they would need some you know infrastructure consideration as well, right? I mean, uh, as newer organizations they kind of uh, start marching towards implementing these Gen AI tools. So, uh, I mean, what do you think? I mean, what kind of learning curves uh, would would be involved here for organizations who are say you know transitioning from uh, from a startup to a scale up uh, kind of a transition phase? So. In terms of infrastructure, uh, you know, updates uh, or optimizations, trainings, deployments, do you think there is a there is a very large curve out there for any organization, or do you think, uh, you know, it it can be a small kind of chunk of roadmap which can be prepared and they can they can you know uh, kind of work towards this? Oh, I think it it all depends on the use case, uh, and also uh, it it depends on the eventually what product do you need so uh right now the best way how the companies can adopt uh generative ai tools they can use already created products you know whether it would be ge- video generation platform or the chatbot or uh llm so it it's it's already there and you don't at the company you don't need to spend hours on research or you don't need gpus to render you know so it's all can be done uh, by a different products. You just can pay subscription and you use it. If you need something custom, you know, then yes, that would be uh, that would require a lot of uh, training. That might require big infrastructure. But again, it's it's more on your use case. In general, if you're a company just looking for optimize your processes, it would be much better to use already created product, pay some subscription fee and don't be bothered about any 
you know, infrastructure costs and, and stuff. So, so you don't need to create anything from scratch or something. There are, there are a lot of tools that are already built for your uh, convenience. Right, because I think, yeah, to add on to your point, I think uh, because, you know, I have been leading practice for, for NetSpot's group of companies, which we are completely, you know, a service-oriented organization with handful products out there in the market. I think uh, maybe, you know, what... what uh, what I understand uh, from from you know the last answer, uh, and you know, please correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's more like uh, you know, no matter what you're doing, you should either you know know exactly what you are implementing or go through a consultancy first in terms of implementing a solution, whether it's a tool or whether it is it is something you're trying to build custom on the air out so that. You know there is a there is a roadmap around what you're trying to implement rather than you know uh, just trying to shoot in the dark uh, just trying to find an AI path there. Do you, do you think that makes sense for any organization to kind of have a have a brief consulting maybe with the product what they are going for from from the product uh, organization where they're buying the product or you know if you're they're going completely custom route. Uh, do do you also believe the fact that yeah a consulting would definitely make a difference uh i would think definitely it make a difference if you're looking to develop some custom solution tailored for your organization then yes mm -hmm. and in that case you probably will need to connect to a certain api and then you basically need to build the app inside of your organization for your specific needs if you're looking to uh to use some SaaS platforms that uh basically adopt generative ai and basically already have the product so in that case you just can sign up for a demo you know so you don't need like a consultant so consultants is definitely something that needed when we're talking about the custom solution for for your organization and if, in case you have a, like a big size of the, the yeah. company no absolutely i think yeah that's that's the kind of way so uh so tell me something more about you know lie here uh the the solution which you are kind of you know uh having out there in the market especially from the ai perspective so how, how i mean do you, do you feel that you're able to translate the value proposition to your customers uh and you feel that the customers are now that ai savvy or how how exactly are, are you able to translate the value proposition there because uh, what i understand is that you know like i said in the beginning of this uh, podcast episode uh, you know, everyone wants to go the AI route. They they want to go the Gen AI route, but they still have to understand the value proposition. What a particular tool is going to bring them, uh, you know, towards their organization and business use case. So, how how is your journey going with respect to customers and translating them the value proposition for the AI tool? Uh, great question. So basically, we're in the space of video creation, and obviously, video creation can be kind of suitable for a lot of verticals, starting from training videos, also you have marketing, social media videos, e-commerce videos, you have the media and TV anchors. Uh, so there are a lot of things and uh, all of this, uh, in the, all of these verticals, they, they're different and uh, they might be more developed uh, uh, and they might be not that developed when you're talking about the customer adoption. So for certain, uh, like for certain industries, like e-commerce videos, it sounds great when you, for example, you have a e-commerce store, you can generate hundreds of product videos in, in, in seconds, you know, which sounds great. But for the uh, market right now, it, it doesn't seem like uh, the market is ready for, for, for this type of video content, you know. But let's say we're talking about the 
training videos. For training, the market is already uh, knows what to expect from this content. It, it's already uh, much more advanced in terms of understanding of the value. So it's easier for us to to work with the big uh, organizations and to give them a value of what they can receive. But in general, you always uh, talk numbers. Uh, as I mentioned, usually if you do the video content, if you have a pain, you need the video content, you need to spend $1,000 for one minute video, you know, in five hours. With our solution, it would be $2 in two minutes, you know? So it's yeah. obvious value, you know? And uh, you always speak numbers, basically, and you show the, uh, that your uh, solution can uh, basically close the pain for that of a particular group for this particular customers. And this is uh, for all of the uh, uh, verticals, I think. You need to understand the pain and you need to understand what, why do you, people need you, you know, your product. Because before, before you, they use something else, you know. You just right. need to understand why you're better. And if you can't uh, have justification why you're better, probably you're not, not in the right place, you know. So you always need to understand the pain and how you can solve it better than it was previously been solved. No, absolutely. I agree with you because uh, as uh, as a service organization offering GNI services, I think uh, this is a very important factor whenever we are a kind of, you know, working with any of our clients who want to implement or want to see how they can leverage GNI or any form of uh, machine learning or AI uh, implementation, whether it's predictive analysis uh, or, uh, you know, forecasting, I think data plays a very important role uh, because, I mean, you, you need some, you know, trends to understand and train your AI model on. Uh, and yeah, I think to understand the pain point is the first step uh, that exactly, you know, where is the pain point of the customer and making the the customer understand the value proposition, which you know, as an organization, whether you're bringing from your product tool or or you know, consulting services. So uh, yes, uh, you know, I, I think uh, that's 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 one way. I mean, you can you can have a good start with the customer and then maybe you know make him understand the value proposition. But uh, yeah, but I think uh, the question uh, is also that you know whether the customer kind of understands how AI is going to bring that, you know, or maybe, you know, understand the overall journey of implementation, because it is not that, you know, it's not a plug and play kind of a thing, right? I mean, it will it'll eventually evolve into, you know, translation into multiple, uh, maybe, you know, reportings and, uh, uh, you know, overall, there is a journey associated with it. So do you think the, the customer base is now matured to understand that journey and transformation there? Uh, again, I think uh, it depends on the use case. And for, for some of the Gen AI use cases, definitely customer journey understanding uh, it's different, uh, especially when you need like a lot of uh, training on your personal data and uh, some com complicated implementation on research. Uh, and yeah, for this uh, type of use cases, yeah, it, it's quite complicated. When we're talking about maybe like a B2C type of case where uh, let's say even like with us, you already have, we have already product that you can just sign up and use right away in minutes, you know, something like that. So it's, it's much easier and you can test it real quick. So like you can go ahead and generate the video, type the text, generate video. And, uh, 
it's it, because it's it's different for use case and because generative AI, you know, it's it's so much bigger, you know, just than rather one case. And eventually, uh, it's like it's it's hard to predict where it's all going, you know. Like yeah. uh, right now, we we have like a voice cloning twenty eight languages. We have uh, different options how you can generate video. Like a year ago. Nothing was there, you know. It was, it was just first like the glimpses of the what what's coming, and so it's quite exciting. And uh, yeah, you just need to test, adopt, and then you figure out how you can use it. You know. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So I think you know this brings me to the next question here, which is which I believe you know once Chat GPT came into existence, and you know everyone talking about AI uh, all of a sudden. So do you? I mean. How important do you think you know uh, you know ethics and responsible AI usage are? I mean, how how critical they are because with AI uh, and you know Chat GPT coming in place, uh, I think there is a lot of uh, uh, questioning and apprehension with respect to how responsibly we should use it, or you know how much data needs to be there, which has to be shared on cloud, and what what all uh, you know kind of uh, uh, downsides are with respect to implementation of uh, AI and AI-based solutioning. Uh, everyone is on cloud these days. There's a there's a lot of risk uh, which comes into play. So, what are your views about that? I mean, in terms of ethically, uh, uh, you know, putting out data there and then using AI uh, transparently. Uh, what are your views there? Yeah, uh, great, great question. Uh, so, right now. Uh, there are no like government regulation or it's just limited to certain countries when you're talking about in general generative AI uh, products, right? So uh, it's still early days, but eventually we will have some uh, some regulation in place. So right now it's all about the ethical policy of the companies that produce these services. Like from our side as well, we have ethical policy, we have moderation, manual automated moderation. And we are not allowed harass kind of harassment content, crazy content, you know. So we moderate that, and this is based on our policy, you know, how we see the things. So it's it's very important, especially uh, uh, what type of content you're producing. In our case, it's video content, and it can be very harmful, you know. So we we try to make sure that uh, uh, nothing harmful comes from from our platform. Also, we try to you know ensure that. Uh, we're protected because uh, and customer data protected on our platform. So uh, right now, it's still a bunch of these type of companies. It's still uh, uh, based on the their own policies, right? But it seems like in the upcoming years, uh, you will be regulated, and we 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 fine with that. You know, just to mention that this is AI generated content and. Uh, we, th we support these initiatives and we are part of the discussions for the AI generated content. And yeah, we believe that uh, the content that is produced should be, you know, proper and should be beneficial for people, not, not harmful. Right. So, um, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, that is, that is very important. I mean, to make sure your security compliances, everything is in place. Uh, like you said, you know, right now it's very early to, you know, talk about these things, but of course, you know, I think from, from an organization standpoint, from a service provider standpoint, uh, 
it's it's very important uh, you know we we kind of make norms and policies accordingly because uh, like i said you know i mean people are dealing with so much of cloud data out there and you know we also as as an organization you know we make sure that the compliances are in place especially with you know with respect to devops so i think um, it's very important to have the right uh, you know devops engineering team who is kind of uh, regularly monitoring uh, you know what's what's going on and uh, if there are any potential threats or you know revision of policies because uh, i think we are we are at a very evolving stage at this point of time when it comes to ai and you know new new algos new models getting trained uh, i mean what's what's your view there do you do you think yeah i mean a good devops team is definitely a at most kind of a need here or is 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 that what you'll suggest to uh you know the our, our audience here who is kind of listening us yeah uh, i would say the, the the great products made by great people you know so uh definitely great uh, devops or ml ops team when we're talking about the creation of generative ai products matters and uh the way how you set up an application, if it could be scalable enough, you know, if the right infrastructure in place is definitely a big thing, especially when you have uh, B2C application and you have thousands or millions of uh, uh, render minutes in our case, you know, I always uh, thinking about our application. So, you know, so it's, it's very important and uh, the team is super important. But maybe for some cases, you know, if you are just a user, so you don't care about what DevOps team, you know, is uh, helping this company. You care about the product. But if you're building such products, definitely infrastructure and DevOps teams are, are crucial. Yeah. And I mean, what do you see? I mean, looking forward, uh, of course, you know, uh, yes, it's very unpredictable space. But yeah, I mean, as based on uh, the trends you foresee, uh, you know, in the Genia landscape, uh, what, do you, what do you advise new companies? Uh, how should they consider and plan for future, you know, using Genia for their organizations? Uh, I mean, are there any are there any trends which you feel that, you know, everyone needs to look forward to? Yeah, so a uh, couple of things here. So I, I probably have the most uh, insights from video generation. So. Obviously, uh, in one, two years, you won't see the difference between AI generated and the uh, regular video. And the also, real-time rendering is knocking at the door. And we're quite quite close to real-time rendering as well. So you will have uh, video that are generated and that are being streamed in real time. So this will help uh, chatbots and any type of educational platforms to create real-time conversations with the uh, digital people and this is a great enabling uh, as well because you don't you no longer need to to record videos you now can have the avatar you know and answering 75 languages so it's a, it's a great thing you know uh so, but also if we're not talking about video uh the, the right now is the rise of uh autonomous uh uh work work assistance so the basically the bots that help you to do stuff help you to optimize the work processes this is a huge uh, huge thing and uh, this this is a trend right now and a lot of work processes will be automated in one two years you you will be as an organization you will be 
uh, able to uh, do so much more with basically zero in spends in budget just because a lot of things will be automated by uh, uh, autonomous work assistance. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I always recommend my clients to now, you know, I mean, at least because now we are stepping into 2024 very soon. We are already in the last quarter of this year. I think, uh, you know, as an advice, uh, you know, I always say this to my clients that keep a separate budget for your AI practices, because this is something I believe um, any organization cannot run away from, because this is this is something which we all need to step into. This is the next era. So uh, do you think it is important now for every organization, irrespective of the business industry or the business landscape uh, to, to kind of, you know, keep aside some budgets of investment, uh, depending on, of course, the business case, like we discussed, but, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's something which is uh, required now, I mean, or now or in the immediate future. Definitely. So uh if you are if your organization and you're planning to be successful and uh, successfully compete on the market you will need to uh adopt uh, uh, certain ai tools you know so definitely you need to keep a budget for that you need to start to think strategically how can i adopt these tools to make me faster and basically deliver and go and reduce the go to market you know so definitely uh uh you 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 need to think about that and i think like a big companies right now 70 percent of big companies uh right now uh planning to to include the uh, budgets for ai adoption in their roadmaps it just like makes sense and uh we will see more and more of that and we'll see more and more of uh, development because it's just increasing productivity is uh, like never before yeah i i agree so Okay, so that brings me to the last question of this podcast. Um, and, you know, because the, the channel name is Idea to Empire. So, you know, what, what is, uh, what is uh, your uh, suggestion, advice to, you know, our listeners out here that, you know, because everyone is, uh, you know, who's working on entrepreneurship has come up with an idea and everyone wants to build the idea to empire an empire here, which, you know, can be a legacy. So uh, what what do you suggest them? How, because you have been involved in shaping so many ideas uh, into products in your career and you're, you know, kind of consistently working towards more ideas and Amila is one of them. So how do you suggest, I mean, uh, as uh, as as a entrepreneur, what what all steps should a person uh, who is kind of venturing towards a new idea to kind of you know have a roadmap to building an empire here? What's what's your suggestions there? I think you know the the biggest strategy would be build uh, something that people love, and uh, this is something that should always be at the beginning. You need to understand uh, whether you're building product or service. You just need to understand okay there is a pain and you need to build something that basically reduces this pain and something that people are, are, are would like to pay for so yeah. once you get this this would actually be like 80 percent of success while 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 you identify the pain and you start to build in product that actually reduces pain and after that a uh, couple things couple strategies you need to deliver and iterate fast you shouldn't wait for the perfect product. You just need to deliver and ask the feedback 
on a constant basis and you need to work hard. <laughs> so it's, it's not that complicated. Uh, first, you need to identify the problem uh, and then you start to iterate fast and work with solution. And that's something that we saw even with our growth. At the beginning, our main customers were small and uh, uh, small businesses and uh, content creators, you know. But and we uh, we couldn't sell to the bigger guys. But once we were uh, improving and constantly improving, at some point we start to sell the bigger guys, world biggest companies, and that's how it works. You usually not always, but usually you can't deliver the perfect product, uh, the best in the world product. So you just need to be consistent. Uh, you just need to be ready for hard hardship, you know, for the hard times and uh, for bugs, you know, for some issues. But uh, if you are be consistent enough and your product would be good enough, then you, you have good ch- chances to succeed. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, to add on, I also believe it is very important to have the right team in place, whether... I mean, when I say teams, it can be extended partners, it can be your own team members, because uh, everyone needs to be aligned and you should have specialists on board. It should, I mean, uh, gone are those days when actually, you know, you used to give a hit and try because, you know, there are so many products and so many competitors out there in the market who are maybe working on similar segment of businesses. Uh, I think it's very important that, you know, you kind of identify your competitor base and then have a very strong team or maybe strong partners on board who are kind of, who have been there and done it. How, I mean, I I would say it would translate it because by the time if you start, you know, kind of reinventing the whole wheel, learning things and everything, someone else is just going to come and take over. And then, you know, it it kind of gets onto a bigger cycle of things. Do do, do you think that's that's also one, an important factor? Yeah, it's it's the most important factor. I think, uh, because uh, uh, behind every product, there is a team. And uh, actually, people is the great assessor because people are building the, the product. So if you have a uh, low-qualified team where you don't know how to build the products, then probably that would be the outcome, no product. <laughs> so if you don't know how to build, you need to go and find somebody, You know whether it would be an extended team or you hire somebody or you partner with somebody. But... Uh, you need to find the, the best possible, uh, you know, experts to build your product. So definitely the crucial part uh, of the building great products is, is the people. And I think uh, uh, MidJourney, I think they have um, 14 employees, something like that. Like they have just small amount of employees and their revenue is 400 million. Yeah, so yeah. The, so that's that's a great example of a great team, you know. Absolutely, yeah, and I think this is uh, this is what it is. I mean, identify the right team, and then you know, I mean, I have seen uh, very very lean teams doing you know multi million dollar businesses uh, uh, because they they are they they have kept it lean for a purpose, and you know, and and the job is still done, right? I mean, it's not necessary that you have to for for one billion dollars you have to have like you know thousands and thousands of employees, right? It it can be done with a very lean team, but Yes, I mean the team who knows what to do and how to do it. So, yeah. agreed. Uh, any 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 other ideas? Any other thoughts here before you know? I kind of uh, yeah we we finish this uh, particular episode and call it a day. Uh, so basically, regarding the team as well, a couple of things here. So 
it's not necessary that you will be able to hire the best person ever. Uh, but what I what I can say right now that sometimes you know let's say the the the, the strongest candidate will give you one hundred percent. Sometimes it's fine to hire two people that give you sixty and sixty. You know, in total it will be one hundred twenty. So. Uh, it's not necessary, you know, always to wait and find the best, you know, uh, it, it's much better to test faster, you know, so uh, test your hypothesis. So it's if you have a couple good candidates that you can develop that you people want to learn, you know, and be loyal to the company, then yeah, sometimes it's a good to, to go with uh, less qualified, and then you can develop them in a, in a great uh, people, you know, in, in absolutely for sure okay so i think uh, this is pretty much it a short and sweet session uh, with vitali here and uh, you know thank you so much vitali for taking out time today and uh, joining this podcast it, uh, it it was a pleasure having you on this uh, episode and uh, you know i think uh, this is just the beginning maybe you know we future collab collaborate as well uh, and uh, you know talk about more gen ai things uh, as you know things evolve so again thank you so much uh, it was a pleasure talking to you and uh, i look forward to what's you know more talk sessions with you for sure thanks part thanks for having me and it was yeah, a pleasure talking to you and sharing some things about gen ai thanks yeah likewise thank you